0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.
1: All right, an NFL playoff game on a Monday night. We will keep you posted on this one as the Cardinals set to take on the Rams, the sixth of the six games over the weekend. And we're going to go through a little bit of a recap with our buddy Blake Dermott later on tonight. Several NHL games already in the books as it's a holiday in the United States. Seattle has beaten Chicago 3-2 in a shootout. First ever shootout win for the Kraken. Arizona over Montreal 5-2. The Sharks ring up the Kings 6-2. Timo Meyer in this game. Five goals. Five goals for the San Jose Sharks. Also, the Avalanche beat the Wild 4-3 in a shootout. Red Wings knock off the Sabres 3-2 in overtime. Dylan Larkin scored twice, including the game winner. Flyers and Islanders are just underway. Uh, Well, a little later in the first now no score there. Predators and Blues coming up, as are the Penguins and the Golden Knights. Now, your Edmonton Oilers back at practice today after, well, the disaster in the third period against the Ottawa Senators. Edmonton up 3-1. Ottawa ties it early in the third, goes on to win the game 6-4. So make it yet another six-game winless skid for the Edmonton Oilers. Their last 14 games have played out this way. And six, then they won two, and now 04 and two in their last six. So, two, two six game winless skids in the last, well, month and a half after they had not lost back to back games even once in the first quarter of the season. Remember, they were 16 and five through 21 games. Of course, you remember that because uh, a lot of you live or die with the team. Uh, okay, uh, we got a few things to talk about here. Uh, first of all, uh, some comments from Dave Tippett about the practice today, Tyson Berry, as well as uh, a noticeable. Uh, I don't want to say increases in in, in intensity and practices because, you know, they usually get out there and practice pretty hard. But the nature of the drills today, how the players were going about the drills, definitely something worth discussing. And I will discuss that. I'm also happy to tell you that uh, between 630 and seven tonight, we're going to have Brendan Perlini on the show winger for the Edmonton Oilers who has scored in his last two games those games were of course spaced out by a week and a week and a half but he does have goals in consecutive games and you you may have heard Brandon talk a little bit in the past he's uh, he's a pretty thoughtful guy he's uh, he's quite well spoken Um, I I know in, in this interview um, he, he's going to reveal some things about himself. For example, he's he's made a pretty significant life change in terms of habits that he's trying out for the month of January. He's going to tell you what that is and why he's doing it. You may remember he spoke after a game a few weeks ago and he, to, to sum it up, he, he kind of made a comment that, you know, Sure, you know I'm a hockey player, and there's pressure. But I, but I look around at people in other fields, whether they're in the in the military or in medicine, or whatever. And he says, you know that that is real pressure. So he tries to keep that in perspective when he talks about his hockey career. And today he also spoke uh, in the Oilers Hall of Fame room after practice, and he was asked a little bit about where that perspective comes from.
2: You know what? It's it hasn't been something that's uh, come really easy to me it's uh it's something over the last probably the whole COVID period and if not before like i went through a real down year in detroit right where i was you know team was rock bottom myself personally didn't have a obviously a great year there so uh when when you hit those kind of low of lows the only way is to go up and you know i really kind of did A lot of soul searching about myself to see, um, you know, who I was, why I enjoy playing the game, uh, where I want to go in the game and things like that. So I've met with uh, and and trained with a lot of people over the last couple of years, uh, Navy SEALs being one. And uh, my my one buddy, Tommy, uh, he was a Navy SEAL for 15 years. And hearing like, he said, you know, a usual term is three to four years and he spent 15 and, you know, that's that's the elite of the elite where their consequence is death, you know? So right off the hop, I'm like, okay, you know, if I miss a pass, if I miss a shot, if we lose a game, my consequence is not death. It's I still get to wake up and go to the rink the next day or go work out or do what I want to do, you know? So that that relieves, you know, a little bit of mental ease right there. And then, you know, it's just... It's really, like I said, law law of attraction for me is so big and, you know, really uh, just staying positive through everything, you know, really trying to enjoy everything. I I feel like sometimes um, I think... Things can get too much in the past or, or future, and I, I really just try and stay in the pocket, like in the present. And it's very tough because you're always thinking, oh, what's going to happen next or this or that, right? So uh, for me, it's it's a mindset of trying to stay present, stay happy, and go out and enjoy everything.
1: A little bit of a insight into his mindset there from Brendan Perlini, and that's, a, that's quite a statement. If he misses a pass, the consequence is not death like it might be for his buddy in the Navy SEALs. Now, I, I don't want to suggest that Brendan Perlini does not care about his career. And again, you're going to hear him on this show between 6.30 and 7, and I think you'll hear that he's uh, very invested in improving himself and trying to help the Oilers and grow and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it is interesting to hear that. I, I to, For me, anyway, I don't, I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, to me, it's it's refreshing to hear an athlete not give you the the standard cliches to actually reveal a little bit about himself and uh and how he thinks I, you know I think there's a little bit of humanity there and look these guys care about winning and losing like there's no doubt the Oilers are frustrated hey it's not like Perlini's sitting there thinking well it's okay we've lost six in a row and uh, 12 of the last 14 um but they got to work through it they can't sit and, and mope and never leave their homes and think about how miserable everything is because they lost a few hockey games they got to get it back out through every day and work at practice and try to win games that for and we'll have them one-on-one coming up between 6 30 and 7 now of course having said all that we know that the edmonton oilers are uh facing a lot of problems right now a lot uh well i was going to say not a lot going right for the team you going right for the team lately. Though I will say this, I, I will say this. We've talked a lot about depth scoring being a problem for the team. Well, they, they actually have got it a little more recently. And if you look at Saturday's game, well, Yamamoto gets a goal. He couldn't buy one for about the first 12, 15 games of the year. Now he's up to eight on the year. I mean, that that's a pace to flirt with 20. You got a goal from a defenseman, Darnell Nurse, the other night. Uh, you got Zach Cassian getting a power play goal, which was good. So you've had some depth players come through. And, of course, Perlini scored in that game as well, just his third of the season. So maybe that's been a little bit better, but you're still not getting saves. You're still not killing penalties. And you're still not really setting a tone early in games. And, again, the Oilers scored on. Again, the Oilers scored on early in that game against the Ottawa Senators. So a lot of things to work out. I think a lot of concerns people have. Dave Tippett was asked a few questions today, including, are you guys too easy to play against?
0: I think there's ways that we can be harder to play against. It gets down to the guts of the game. Like defending, there's you can be in the lane, but then not be in the lane. You want to block a shot? If you want to block a shot, you you can put a lot of effort into doing that. We're there, but we're not there. And there's parts of our game, and we talked about a lot of them today, that we're there, we have a guy, but we don't have a guy. You know, it's just there's there's another element, there's another part of it that has to get done at a higher rate for us to become a harder team to play against.
1: Well, we've talked about that for uh, several years for the Edmonton Oilers, haven't we? Before Chippitt, heck, even before McDavid and Dreisaitl. To some extent, maybe even before Nugent Hopkins. Uh, are the Oilers too easy to play against? I think they are overall um, here, here's and I think it's, it's kind of gotten worse as they've gone through this slump because let's face it, they're, they look like they're pressing some players, especially, I, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl to me on Saturday night, really look like they're forcing because plays and you get thinking too much and, and you realize oh man we're we we're in it bad here i I gotta do something i gotta do something to pull us out of this i gotta do something spectacular as opposed to just going out there and getting into the flow of the game and and doing what you do best and, you know and and not worrying about it too much. So I I think that has hurt them. And and again, what is it up to now? 22 of the last 26, they have allowed the first goal. I think that all stems from maybe perhaps being a little too easy to play against. And it's, you know, that's kind of a general term that we use. I guess it's become a little bit of a cliche, but can you initiate? Can you force the action? Can you grind away a little bit? Can you score a goal off the forecheck? Can you pin a team in its end for three or four shifts in a row? where they're getting a little tired, and even if you're not scoring, you're tilting the ice in their favor. All those little things that aren't adding up right now, well, they're not there for the order so they can't add up to anything. And you talk a lot about winning battles, winning board battles, winning battles into the front of the net, and Tippett was also asked, to, asked today, look, do you need the battle level on the team to increase?
0: I think we have to defend better, and that's battling. Sometimes it's just battling a little harder you know, where goals against has to come down. You can't just put all that on the goalie. You got to say, okay, the goalie's got to do his job, but the better defense we play in front of him, the better chance he has to do his job, right? So it's all the above. You got to battle harder. You got to win more battles to keep the puck out of your net.
1: All right. Well, and those things aren't happening for the Oilers. Um, I, I think we've talked a lot about them being a sloppy defending team. Often we discuss that in terms of how it has led to odd man rushes, ill-advised pinches, maybe turning the puck over in the neutral zone and it comes back the other way, all those types of things. And yes, battles in front of the net, get it, getting in the shooting lanes. Here's the thing. I, I don't have an exact number. I could probably find this up or go back and track it, but if you looked at goals scored just on deflections, or quick shots to the net from the point that get tipped in or the rebound gets banged in. I'm thinking that would be greatly against the Edmonton Oilers. I I would be thinking they would be a huge negative in that column. They just haven't been busy enough in front of the opponent's net, and they haven't been good enough at taking away chances in front of their own net. So many, many things to work on. And we'll get into the details of some of the things they did at practice today as we move along tonight. I am happy to hear from you on the hotline powered by Certain Teed Professional Grade Building Materials. It's 780 496 0063. We got Darren standing by when we get back. also tell you, Oilers goaltender Stuart Skinner went into COVID protocol this morning. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm guessing he probably already wasn't feeling that well Saturday night for the loss against Ottawa. So another Oiler into COVID protocol. So the goaltenders at practice today, Miko Koskinen and Ilya Konovalov. And I would guess that would be the goaltending tandem on Thursday against the Florida Panthers. 5.30 face-off show game at 7 here on 6.30. Chet presented by Furnace Family as uh, Mike Smith gets over that torn uh, partially torn tendon in his thumb and uh, now obviously uh, skinner is not going to be available in time for that game okay seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we have darren standing by darren good to hear from you what's going on
3: Hi Reed. um i just have a question for you to kick things off here um do you think Tippett is doing a good job of holding his players accountable
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, look, I, I, here's the thing, Darren. I, I know a lot of times when people say to me uh, the players or a coach or the GM need to be held accountable, they're saying that they want them benched or fired. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's
3: not what I'm saying.
1: No, I here's here's what I think. I actually think he's not rewarding the depth guys that play hard enough.
3: Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you look at last game, like, I wouldn't say it happens often, but I'd say McDavid and Drysaddle did not have a good game.
1: It's one of the worst games and, I've ever seen them play, quite frankly.
3: Okay, and McDavid played 25 minutes, and Drysaddle played 24. And Perlini thought, played
1: five and a half and got a goal.
3: And Shore played six. I thought Shore was good. Um, like, that that right there, like... Just doing that, what kind of message does that send to the team? Like, oh, these guys are not playing well, but hey, you guys are fourth liners. Like, you don't deserve to be out there. Like, I would have, like, when Perlini scored that goal, you're up 3-1 against Ottawa and they play five minutes. Well, what team are they going to play more than five minutes against them them if you can't play the more than five minutes against Ottawa up 3-1?
1: Well, you're preaching to the choir. And Rob and I have talked about that after games. And we know that those guys are going to play a lot. And sometimes they might have to play 23 or 24 minutes. If you're behind early or you got a lot of power plays, it, it some nights it's going to happen organically. But yes, I, I agree. That wasn't like, you know, and, and I, I'm going to ask Brendan Perlini about his ice time, in a, you know, in a diplomatic way where I'm going to get an answer from him. But yes, yeah. I, I think that there's a certain point where a player might say whether it's, you know, the like when McLeod, remember when McLeod had that assist in the first period against New Jersey and then he had an assist yeah. in the third period? He only played seven and a half minutes. Now, when he, when he makes a nice play in the first period, why aren't you finding him more ice time? You know, like three yeah, extra shifts, get him up to 10 minutes. Like, is so I, I don't know if I'm necessarily so much talking about accountability here, but I think, and this would be my biggest criticism of Tippett. Like, I don't think he's a dumb coach. I, I, people criticize how he talks in his post-game interviews. I don't care too much about that. But you know, he he has spoken a lot about the rhythm of his lineup. And the first interview I ever did with Dave Tippett one-on-one, he said, did you notice how Boston and St. Louis both started their fourth lines in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final? Now, granted, better fourth lines than what the Oilers have, but also fourth lines that were empowered to go out there and and do what they do. And that's my, my worry about the Oilers, is that you have guys who even when they do their jobs well, they don't get enough of a chance to go out and keep doing it because he's going to the fallback of play the stars, play the stars, play the stars.
3: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying from an accountability um, standpoint. Like, if they're if McDavid and Dry Settle are having not their best game and it doesn't seem like they have it, and your bottom six is giving you good energy and giving you gold, like it doesn't make sense to me how, in especially a game like that when you're ahead, like how do you not just roll the lines? Like it, yeah, it actually kind of it, it kind of startled me on Saturday night. So yeah, yeah I just wait, get your thought no. on that.
1: No, you're preaching to the choir there, Darren, and, and Rob and I talked about that extensively after the game as well. That especially a game like that, uh, and, and when it appeared McDavid and Drysaddle were having an off night and, and forcing it a little bit, like I said, why not roll those guys and let them feel like uh, they were a big reason the team got the win for sure. All right, Brandon Perlini is coming up. We'll have more open uh, open line time a little bit later on, but I want to get to the uh, interview here with Perlini. I think you're going to enjoy it. It's Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad back after the news.